Welcome to the Spiritual and Rich AF Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Veneri. I'm a former New York City educator and English lit professor with a six-figure wellness side business, now turned business coach for soul-led entrepreneurs. I built my business and replaced my salary while still in my nine to five. And now I help other soul-led entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, holistic wellness practitioners grow their businesses to six figures and beyond with the time, money, and creative freedom they crave. This is the podcast where you learn the strategies and mindset for building a successful sold out business. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Denise Venieri. Today, we are going to get real, like real, real. (laughs) I am going to lay out what it really takes to launch a business and have it produce the consistent revenue that you want it to. And what we're going to talk about today is a mindset and a skill that I think has become quite the dirty word or has a negative connotation in the coaching industry. And that is the word discipline. So what to do when your motivation or your inspiration for working in your business runs out, it is going to be discipline and hard work. And this is something that I feel like a lot of people are afraid to say in their marketing. A lot of coaches, business coaches, and Um, they're just afraid to say it to their clients that what it's going to take to lose weight, what it's going to take to grow a business, what it's going to take to become a better mother, what it's going to take to get the promotion that you want. It's going to take discipline to the process and hard work, right? I see a lot of marketing about how things can be easy and you don't have to hustle. And I see that a lot when it comes to growing a business. And although I am not for hustling 24 seven, that is not healthy. That is definitely the quick and fast way to burnout and resenting your business. I think we've lost a little bit in that there is something to hustle. Like it takes hustle. It takes grit, right? And for a while there, a lot of the rhetoric in the online space was that discipline and hustle. It became like an anti-movement and the pendulum swung so far in the opposite direction. And a lot of people had some unrealistic expectations around what it would take for them to transform. And I think that's doing a real disservice to the average person who's trying to launch their coaching business, who's trying to build their business while working full-time for the person that, you know, is trying to go from 50K to 100K or 100K to 500K, that it's not all ease and flow 24-7, that you do have, there's some level of hustle and grit and having the discipline to work the business, right? And again, I'll just to reiterate this because I want to make sure that no one's misconstruing what I'm saying. I think there's a difference between hustling and then like doing the hustle, right? Hustling to the point of burnout, hustling 24 seven when you really are struggling to turn your brain off. So Even though you've closed the laptop or you close the door to your office, your brain is still thinking about your business 24 seven when, you know, you're, you would rather be much more present with your family. That's a different kind of hustle versus the hustle of like, I'm going to do what it takes (laughs) to get this business going. Right. 
And discipline is what you actually really need to cultivate when you are a business owner, especially, especially when the motivation and the inspiration runs out. And let me be very, very, very clear. It will run out. There will be periods of time in your business where you are not going to feel motivated and you are not going to naturally have the inspiration to work, right? So the motivation and the inspiration will get you started for sure. So many people launch businesses because they are so inspired by their own transformation, so inspired by coaching or yoga or wellness, right? They get so inspired by their own self-transformation that they want to share that with other people. And that is a beautiful, beautiful reason. And they're motivated. They have You guys have great reasons for launching your business or wanting to scale your business and take on more clients or launch a, a group program that can help more people at once right? Like you're motivated, but that's going to run out at some point. It's just the natural course of things. So motivation and inspiration will be the thing that often gets you started, but discipline is what's going to keep you going, right? So I wanted to give you guys definitions because I'm all about like, let's just be clear on these definitions. So I went to the Googles. I'm not going to say that they are the most articulate definitions I could find. They're very simple, but they'll do the job. So according to Google, motivation is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way, right? So motivation, it's like, what are the reasons you have for working in your business, right? What are the reasons that you have for your business? Why do you work with the person you work with? And why are you doing the work that you do with them? What are those reasons? Inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative, right? So there's some kind of mental stimulation that you then feel inspired to go out and create. Discipline, the definition of discipline, is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way, which involves obeying particular rules or standards. So When the reasons you had for taking particular actions aren't enough anymore, or you aren't naturally getting stimulated to do something in your business, to create in your business, then you want to rely on your ability to take action and work in accordance with your own rules or standards. And I wanted to like emphasize your own rules or standards, because I think the word discipline became this like negative word has a negative connotation in some circles because of one of two reasons. One, people shy away from it because they believe they don't have it, right? There's some of you who just don't believe you yourself to be a disciplined human being, right? You you might just self-acknowledge that, right? I'm not terribly disciplined. I'm not actually, I'm very, I'm not that person. I'm very disciplined. And I, it's a, it's a skill that I've honed over the years, but I identify as someone who when I know what I want and I know what I want to do, like I can be very disciplined in taking the actions in that direction. But I do, I'm very self-aware that there's a lot of people out there, friends of mine who will, will say to me, I'm very like inspired by your level of discipline and I don't know how you do what you do. And I realized that, yeah, they just believe that they aren't disciplined, that that's like some quality they weren't born with, right? Another reason why the word discipline might have a negative connotation or association in certain circles is that there's this like sense that uh, being disciplined is being too rigid 
or it involves some sort of consequences. Neither of these are true about the quality of discipline. Discipline in my book is a skill that you can learn, right? So the definition is discipline is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way, which involves obeying particular rules or standards. These are not anybody else's rules or standards that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the rules and standards that you can set for yourself And then you develop the skill of being able to behave and work in a controlled way that involves those rules or standards that you're setting for yourself. So this has nothing to do with it being an external authority putting rules and standards on you or an external authority like threatening consequences if you aren't disciplined enough. This is an internal job. Self-discipline is what I'm talking about, and it is a skill that you can learn. So let me tell you a little story, and I'm going to tie it all together, but I'm going to tell you a personal story. So over the past few years, I've developed anxiety, and I now know that the root of it was perimenopause, okay? I still laugh when I say it because I'm 41, And I've been dealing with this like journey of trying to figure out what the fuck it even was for years. Okay. This is years that I've been going on, that this has been going on. And at the time when I learned that that is where this anxiety came from, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like I make, like I was waking up in the middle of the night with hot, like the hot sweats, like those hot sweats that you hear women talk about for sure. Waking up in the middle of the night, like the back of my neck, my pillowcase is soaked. I'm waking up in the middle of the night and my brain is racing and my thoughts are racing and I'm trying meditations and tapping and breath work just to get back to sleep, right? I feel heart palpitations. Like it feels like my heart is racing and it's going to pop out of my chest. And then the daily anxiety that ensued, guys, it was terrible. I had like every symptom of perimenopause, but I just didn't know it at the time because I was 37, 38 when it started. And I had also never experienced these things. I I had had hot sweats, you know, um, you know, hot flashes and things like that for forever. Like I just naturally run hot. So that part wasn't as, ab, you know, uh, abnormal to me, but I was having them every single night and waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go, go back to sleep. That was an issue. And I had definitely never experienced anxiety. So for those of you who have had a lifelong journey of anxiety, my heart is with you. I have nothing but the utmost love and compassion and absolute respect to those of you who have, you know, really had to develop a relationship with anxiety and or, and or depression. Um, it has been quite the journey for me because it's really come out of nowhere. I have not had a history of that and it seemed to come out of nowhere. So I was very confused why all of a sudden I was experiencing, you know, all of these symptoms, including anxiety. And at the time that this was triggered, if you do the math, right, three or four years ago, I thought maybe subconsciously I was worried about the world shut down and, you know, us being at home, but Honestly, I was very happy to be home. I had been working full time. I had my three kids. The life was just very chaotic. And all of a sudden, you know, we were just all at home and I was happy to be home. I know that was not the case for everyone. And I recognize that privilege. And luckily, um, no one was seriously ill in my family. I mean, we all 
got sick, but no one was seriously ill. No one passed away. And again, I recognize that privilege and that we were so lucky. So it was very hard for me to link my anxiety to what was happening, but that was the only place my brain could go to because again, I was 37, 38. I'm like, it's perimenopause wasn't even a word in my vocabulary, but I knew something was up. So I go to my doctor and I'm like, we need a blood test doc. I need a blood test. I need a thyroid test. I want you to do a full panel. I want the whole thing. And I went to my OBGYN um, and he's like, well, what's going on? So I give him this list of shit. (laughs) I give him the list of every fucking symptom that I had been experiencing. And I said, I don't know what it is. I I changed my diet. I tried to fix, you know, I tried to do things holistically. I have a holistic wellness background. So you think I would have known, but I didn't, right? Because we're like our own worst clients sometimes. (laughs) But he tells me, I know what it is. He goes, it's perimenopause. And I'm pretty sure the next words out of my mouth were shut the fuck up. (laughs) My doctor and I, we've been his patient for a long time. I had all my babies at, at that practice. So he laughs and he goes, no, you have every symptom. It's a classic case because you have every symptom. He goes, but I will say you have a very severe case and it's earlier onset than what is typical for women. So I wrap my brain around it. We come up with a plan. And right now, most of my symptoms are under control, but it took a a long time to get here. There was a lot of trial and error. And, you know, like I said, when he first told me, I really didn't believe him. I was like, okay, I'll wrap my brain around this. You come up with a plan. I go home and I just, maybe I just was in denial, but I don't do anything that he tells me. (laughs) I do absolutely nothing that he told me to do. And I said, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I try everything else that I possibly could to mitigate my symptoms, to see if it really was perimenopause, to, you know, try to control my anxiety from diet changes to um, more tapping to coaching. And I think I went another six months before I finally went back and said, okay, I'm ready for like us to execute the original plan. But in those six months, I suffered. It was bad. It was really bad. And I had flat out, and this is where I want to talk about discipline, because it was during this time where this health issue was consuming so much of my time and my energy and my brain space that I had flat out run out of motivation for practically anything else. I was not inspired to do any of the things I normally enjoyed. So like I stopped going to the, well, at the time the gym was closed. So um, I had, well, this was after when the gyms were open now. So I had stopped going to the gym. I stopped meditating. I stopped taking yoga, doing yoga. I really didn't want to work in my business. The only thing the only thing I actually still wanted to do and wanted to do very well was coach my clients. That's it. That's it. I just wanted to coach my clients. I think I taught one yoga class on, you know, once one yoga class a week or something like that. And that was a stretch because sometimes I would call out because I didn't feel good, but I coached my clients. That was the only saving grace that I had. And you know what? One day I realized that I had not been doing the things that I normally did, like go to yoga, meditate, do some breath work, go to the gym, or do some of the things I had normally done in my business. And because I was not doing those things, I felt worse. So I decided that with or without inspiration, with or without motivation, I'm going to force myself to move my body. I'm going to force myself to go to the gym and force myself to go to a, go for a run 
and go to yoga. And I was lucky because I have had years of discipline. I've been working out since I was 18. That's a story for another day. Um, And I had years of going to the gym as part of my routine. And I have a very healthy relationship with food and with my body and exercise and things of that nature. So I had years of disciplined action of me, whether or not it was sun was shining, it was snowing outside, didn't matter. I had years of me being disciplined about my workout, about exercise, about health. So I had a six-month lapse where I just didn't want to do it, and I felt worse. And I wasn't inspired. I wasn't motivated to go back those first few weeks, but I forced myself because I said, you've done it before. You can do it again. And we know how to do this. We just create the plan. We have the structure. We follow it. And I relied on my discipline, my self-discipline. And I relied on the fact that I, I had a routine and a schedule that worked before. So I'm just going to just, I'm going to do that. And here's what happened. I relied back on my discipline and because I did, and I just was disciplined about going inspiration or motivation or not, I went. And after a few weeks, it fostered inspiration. I was inspired by my own transformation. Every day that I went, I felt a little bit better. I felt a little bit more connected to myself and I got more motivated because I started to see the results. I started to see how I felt better. I started to see the results in my body and the discipline fostered motivation. The discipline fostered inspiration. So discipline isn't something that some people have like eye color, right? And you either have it or you don't. Discipline is a self, is a skill. Self-discipline is a skill And you can learn it. You can develop it over time. And when I was utterly not motivated, not inspired, I had to rely on discipline to keep the momentum and the consistency of my business going and of my personal health. Discipline and hard work are not dirty words. They are things you can be proud of. That when things weren't going your way or there were challenges, you were disciplined enough to keep going and put in the hard work that you knew was necessary. Because the truth is, business is not, your business isn't always going to go the way that you expect. It will hardly ever go the way that you expect, right? Your business is going to have peaks and valleys and plateaus and everything in between. There's going to be times where you are going to be so fucking inspired and the portal of creation like just opens and things flow out of you and you're coaching like crazy and you're creating lives and and writing content and things just fucking flow. And then there's going to be times you're going to be like, where's the muse? Where did she go? I need my, I need my inspiration. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I have coached quite a few people at this point that especially in the soul head community, there's some resistance to being disciplined about working. And what I have found that when you make a little bit of room in your business for structure and routine and you cultivate this characteristic, this quality of discipline, 
that it opens up more inspiration and more motivation for you to keep going, to keep taking steps forward in the direction of your business goals. Because without a doubt, motivation and inspiration will run out and it's what you need to keep going is going to be discipline, right? When things get hard and things aren't going your way, for some people, it's hard to stay inspired. That makes a lot of sense, right? It's very easy to stay motivated. It's very easy to stay inspired when things are going your way. But what happens when they're not? What happens when you have a failed launch? What happens when you get three no's on your sales calls in a row? And now you're not feeling motivated and you're not inspired. You have to fall back on your sense of self-discipline, the routines and the structures that you have put in place that will keep the momentum going in your business, regardless of outside circumstances. Take my situation. What happens when your health, when there's a personal family thing, right? And you are, you still have to run a business, right? Like for some reason, I think people think of like their nine, they would never question not going to work, right? They might take a day off from work, of course, but they're not going to stop going to their nine to five because, you know, somebody's ill in their family, right? A lot of people don't have that ability. They don't have the privilege to be able to just stop working for months to go take of a, take care of a sick family member. No, they, they sometimes they have to figure out how to do both, right? What's going to happen in your business when there is a personal family issue? What's going to happen when maybe there is some health thing that you have to deal with and there's no motivation and inspiration to work in your business? It's going to be discipline. It's going to be discipline, the discipline to keep doing the things that you know work for you, the discipline to fall back on your routines and structures that you've put in place because we know that they work. And it takes discipline to work without the motivation and without the inspiration, but that is what it takes to grow and scale your business. Okay, this was a more of a mindset type of podcast episode, which I was so happy to just type up and really just get very clear for myself on like, why is discipline so important? And why am I so disciplined? Like, how did I, I, did I, was I born with it? And the truth is, is that I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't always so disciplined. It's something I've learned over time. And it has really, really worked for me to hit, you know, um, my health goals, my family goals, my personal goals, as well as my business goals is to be very, very disciplined about making sure I'm doing the things that I know work, the things that I know are going to take me one step closer to the business that I want to be to help more people. So I'm going to leave you with this saying that it's not mine, a fitness influencer that I absolutely love. Her name is Kim Constable. I've done like quite a few of her fitness programs. She has a saying because her fitness programs are pretty intense. She promises that you can have like a, what does she say? She, she markets it as an athlete's physique, right? So if you want to have an athlete's physique, you know, do her programs. That's the, that's pretty much the promise she, she offers in many of her programs. And the saying that she has is that if you want to have an athlete's physique, right? She's like, here's the saying, here's, here's, here's the mantra you have to remember. It's nobody cares, work harder. That's it. That's what she says. She's like, if you want to have incredible results that she's promising in her programs, nobody cares, work harder. And I think that that's something that 
it may sound harsh, right? But there's a lot of truth in that where sometimes we think what it's going to take to get the results that we want. It's just, it's just a miscalculation. It's a miscalculation. We thought it was going to take six months. It really took two years. We thought it was going to take, you know, X number of dollars in, in, you know, uh, Facebook ads. And it ended up taking a lot more than that. So that's all not hitting your result means is you had a miscalculation. You had an expectation that wasn't met. That's all that that means. And so you might just have to work harder. And that my friends is not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing, right? Like we can, we, I think the pendulum swung so far in a direction where people think they don't have to work at all, that there's some level of entitlement, that it should be just so freaking easy because somebody said, oh, it's so easy. And it, it, it is easy. It is in many ways, but it's also not. And it takes hard work and it takes discipline. Okay. I love all of you so much. And I'm sending so much love to you all right now. I will see you guys next week. Have a beautiful week. Hey, if you're selling, but you're not selling out your offers and you want to do that in a way that is an integrity and values your life outside your business, then you want to learn about coaching with me inside one of my programs. I've helped highly ambitious soul-led entrepreneurs and wellness business owners create six-figure businesses that are well-known. Head on over to denisevernieri.com. Don't worry, I'll link that in the show notes. And you can learn more about my six-month business program, Soulful and Sold Out, as well as my private one-on-one coaching. Thank you.